and we are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. And today on the podcast, we have Danilo Lewis, uh, the tour photographer for the Chainsmokers. He also shoots for Zed, Florida Georgia Line, and Steve Aoki. He comes from Washington, D.C., where he worked as a financial advisor and hustled on the side until he eventually quit his job to pursue photography full time. He came up shooting at Echo Stage, one of the biggest EDM venues in the country, and eventually became the lead house photographer for them. He worked his way up in the festival circuit, building up a massive name for himself. One year, even getting hired to shoot 25 different festivals around the country, which is ludicrous. Eventually, he got his opportunity to impress the Chainsmokers team and fucking murdered it. He landed his first tour with them and hasn't looked back since. This guy is insane. I mean, in this episode, he shares his strategy for killing it in the EDM photography space, how he connects with artists and their management, and how he's been able to shoot some of the biggest festivals in this world. So uh, hang tight. I said in this world, which is funny. Danilo only shoots festivals in this world, not the other ones. Some of our other guests speak. Shooting the other worlds. What the fuck am I talking about? If you're new, you're probably like, what the hell does Black Window Cream stand for? Black Window Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. Um, all creators are welcome. You can go to bwnc.com slash join and sign up. You should do it because it's fire. Make sure that you uh, keep listening to this podcast if you're new because um, every single Sunday we interview guests like Danilo, um, people that are crushing it in the industry, and we drop those every single Sunday. And on Wednesdays, we do a morning roast segment where we deep dive into different creative topics, and that drops every Wednesday morning. So tons of shit to gain. We highly suggest you subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And just so you understand what's coming next, we got heaters after heaters. October 6th, we have uh, music producer Business Boy, who has produced music for artists like Party Next Door, Black, Sway Lee, Dreamville, Young Thug, so many others. October 13th, we have Currency's creative director and documentary filmmaker CJ Wallace, who has um, gained recognition recently for his latest award-winning documentary, The Perfect Bid, which blew up on Netflix. And on October 20th, we have Brian Z, who is the creator of DJ Booth and Audio Mac, two massive online music platforms. So much to gain, so much knowledge about to come your way. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe. And if you want to get access to all these podcast episodes one week early, you can get that when you join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash black window cream. When you sign up, you get access to all these plus so many other amazing perks. We highly suggest you go and take a look at everything that you get when you join us on Patreon. So do that. If you uh, fuck with black window cream, appreciate that. Uh, that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll just jump into the episode right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, okay? Ben Real vs. World. Today, Danilo Lewis. I said it right, right? You said it right. But you had a little tongue roll when you said it. Danilo. Danilo. <laughs> What's happening, player? Doing good, man. Yeah. Enjoying this LA life. Yeah, how often do you get that? Not often. So no? I take advantage of it, even though it's hot outside today. Bro, I know. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. We were just in Portland. It was like 
95 degrees and we had to walk like two blocks and it's okay i came from the east coast i'd rather have this hot than yeah the east coast hot well is it mad hot right now yeah you got the hotness and the humidity and it's just not a good combination the fucking worse yeah, yeah, yeah. you might as well stay home your your work man you you photograph for a living yes just pretty tight job yes um i you, i don't know there's a couple artists that uh you shoot for that people may know a few um but it probably wasn't always like that no which I think is what we're going to get into for this story, like which would that. be dope. I like that. Um, Chainsmokers, Florida Georgia Line, and Zed are like the top three people you got listed in yeah. your IG bio. Do you work with anyone else? I do. Uh, I still do work with uh, uh, Steve Aoki. Yeah. Um, <coughs> some other corporate clients like Adidas, um, Tommy Hilfiger, and some other clients. Like oh, that's that. dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mix between branded and, and artistry. Yeah, yeah. I don't promote my branding too much. I like to keep that just sort of word of mouth. Uh, but that's what I'm here for. Talk yeah. about it a little bit more. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Um, so I know you said you saw Dusty Kessler's episode. Yeah. You saw definitely. Adam DeGross. Yeah. So both uh, the last two episodes of Adam DeGross. I didn't see his first episode. Oh, yeah. We've done th- yeah, three now. Three, yeah. Fucking Jesus. Um, yeah. Which is dope because I you so uh, you had reached out to Dusty and Dusty connected us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's like, yo, this dude wants to do it. Uh, he shoots for chain smokers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen this shit. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking love the internet. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was super quick. I was like, I mentioned to him like the night before. I was like, hey, I just saw your, I was like re- seeing your episode. He was like, you should do it. I was like, I don't know, Ben. He was like, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, it was just like, boom, done. Dusty's a boy. Follow yeah. him if you don't know him. Um, he, I, I thought it was cool because it was like y- you said before we started record- recording that you had, your management was kind of like, yo, you should start talking a little bit more about you and yeah. you were kind of feeling off-putted about it. Yeah, I've shied away from it for so long. I always thought that I needed to be behind that camera. Like, I'm, I wasn't trying to be a personality. I wasn't trying to be famous. I wasn't trying to find any sort of fame uh but moving here to la i just moved here like in january oh shit and uh i'm starting to realize that the la game is different you have to be as part of your branding you have to be in front of the camera you Mm. have to be able to show people who you are what your brand is about like you got to talk about it yeah um and i think it was just kind of the time to do it now so you've been had had you been getting hit up by like different like publications or podcasts and shit like this i'm sure people hit you up a few times there was there was a few times um it just wasn't the the right feel it wasn't the right vibe and Mm. i think the story that they wanted to tell wasn't the story i wanted to tell it was very artist centric they wanted to know more about the artist than you know what i'm doing what do they eat in the green room exactly what do they eat in the green room (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) very healthy actually (laughs) that's dope that's tight for you uh that's always like the hardest part is like when i'm touring it's just like trash food or the last tour was better but man the first one i gained like 30 pounds real quick don't get me i mean there's there's the bad days but i try to you know i'm trying to live this la life yeah bring that sexy so you moved from new york from dc from dc yeah washington dc oh shit that's crazy uh i want to get i mean we'll get into the whole connecting with the artists and how you you know blew up as a creator but initially getting started you were in dc you were born and raised in dc no i was born in uh nicaragua okay managua nicaragua um my parents moved to puerto rico my dad's puerto rican so we moved shout out Uh, dave's puerto rican Oh, shout out, Dave. He, he just okay. took a quick trip. Where'd you go? Did you, you you and your family just went to Puerto Rico or something, right? Oh, they're going to oh, summer. Going to summer. Yeah. Right. I need to go, man. I've never, I've never gone. Yeah. And then uh, after Puerto Rico, we moved to uh, D.C. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Why and did then, they choose uh, D.C.? Uh, my dad's business. Oh, my really? His business there, and so took us there. So were your was your family, like, creative heavy? or, or? My mother was. Yeah? Uh, yeah, my mother... Um, I can't remember when was it that she left her job job and decided to be an artist. She was always an artist. Yeah. Well, it was just one day she was just at home and she was a painter. She was 
did jewelry, like all kinds of artistic stuff. And um, as I was growing up, um, obviously I was the, I'm the youngest of my siblings, so I was with her mm. all the time. Right. So whenever she would have her um, art professors come in, I was there and I was getting free art lessons when I was like, That's pretty dope. You know, like eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, and just sort of, I kind of grab, I started gravitating towards that with her because I was with her so much. Right, it just like exposed creativity yeah, yeah. to you at an early, that's yeah. fucking dope. Yeah. So was she, she quit her regular job, what was she doing some like? For, to be honest, I can't even remember what it was. Just some was. regular shit. Yeah, yeah. And then she she quits and starts like, is it like a business selling like art? Yeah, she actually, I mean, she's had gallery showings. Oh, um, damn. Like I went to school uh, in between Puerto Rico and DC, I went to school in an island in Antigua in the Caribbean. Okay. And my parents also moved there. And um, she had a couple, actually more than a couple, like gallery showings where she sold her art. Um, and she's like been selling her jewelry for the past, like, I want to say like 10, 12 years, something like that. That's now. dope. And she still does art. Like our home, it's, I mean, my parents love art, so it's always covered with art, but it's also like, you'll walk and you'll see like some cool stuff and like, oh wait, this one's mine. Like, yeah. like she's like, she loves that. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. I, I feel like it's cool to be able to be exposed to not only the artistic side of yeah. things, which is obviously like, it's a pastime, yeah. which is cool. Cause you yeah. get your kids doing that type of shit, but also the hustle of being a freelancer, you know what I mean? She's running her own yeah. business. And I think uh, that kind of helped when I was like, when I was leaving my day job and I was like, I think I'm going to pursue this. I think this is the right time for me to do this, to quit this. I've been doing it. I've been doing photography just part time, but I think I could actually do this. That, I never got any pushback. My parents were just like, go for it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, they've seen it. They've, they've been around it. So right. it was just a matter of like, if you're going to do it, you have to do it the right way. There's no, there's no coming back from this. Like you, you just can't rely that you have a degree or you, you have this other jobs and you can come back. No, you have to think of you going, you put your all into it. You don't come back to this other life. Right. Yeah. So, that's so, that's so true though. That's <laughs> like exactly what it is. Yeah. So. You, or unless if you aren't going into it with that mentality, you're straight up like fucking it up. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not going to work. You got to commit to it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it w takes time, you know, when was the first time you, I don't know why, when you were just explaining that yeah. it just made me have like crazy nostalgia of like when I got my first DSLR. Yeah. Obviously I played with cameras before that and yeah. it was, it was just whatever through my family. But now just, I don't know why I just remember like getting it and spending the money and a hating myself when I like ran the you know, card <laughs> and then being like, but then I had the lens and then I could yeah. like figure it. When did you start fucking with cameras? So, my first, my first official camera that was mine. Yeah, because my my mom always had cameras. She right. loved film. She loved uh, even even digital film uh, afterwards. Um, and I would always just steal her cameras right. whenever I wanted to take any photos. But my first camera, I got it for my birthday. I was, I want to say, I was a freshman in college, probably, and it was a Canon Elf, like those point and shoot little Canon Elf. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The first one. Right. I mean, I, I still have it, and it. Damn. I mean, it's it's a humongous paperweight now that I see it right. compared to what it is now. And, but the first one I bought myself was a Canon uh, T uh, T2i mm -hmm. with, um, I remember it came with the kit lens and everything when I was like, no, I'm not doing the kit lens. I had a friend of mine who was a photographer already in Miami and I just was like, hey, what lens should I get? Like, right. what do you think like I should upgrade? And she straight up was like 2470, 2.8, go for it. And that was like the second biggest purchase. Shit. And it's probably I, more than the camera. Yeah, and I even did it through Craigslist. I was like, oh shit, I, I, couldn't, yeah. I was like, I looked at the prices in line. I was like, all right, this is way above my budget. Right. I found a guy who was like right in between my budget and met him up in like some random parking lot. But he was a photographer. He was real cool. He was like crazy excited to sell because he knew that I was just starting out. That's and so for some dope. reason, he was like, 
I'm like, I'm excited to see like your journey beginning with this. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't know where it was going to take right. me, but it was like in that moment, I was like, cool, man. Stop being weird. Let me <laughs> yeah. Here's your money. Bye. <laughs> well, can I follow you on yeah. Facebook? I would love to follow, yeah. see where you go. That's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I, 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 when you took your, you know, your mom's camera, yeah. she was probably an advocate for you to, you said you stole it, but you, I mean, she low key probably wanted you to fuck around with it. Right. How, yes and no. I want to say, I think, I think uh, she was still, because she's an artist, I think she still believes, the struggle of an artist is hard. And I right. think obviously she went through that on her own. Mm. Um, and I think she kind of wanted to shield me from that at the beginning. Like, uh, I don't know if this is really the avenue. Yeah. Obviously I wasn't showing much promise. You know, mm. it was just me messing around with a the camera. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing viable there for, to say like, right. go for it, go for it, go yeah, for yeah. it. It took time for, you know, for me to like, start developing what kind of work I was going to do, which mm. where I was going to head with the work. Am I good enough? Am I really putting the time to want to learn, to want to uh, grow in this industry, essentially? Right. And when I started doing it uh, part-time, it almost felt like full-time because I was grinding it out. Like, I had my day job, and I was grinding it out in the nightlife, clubs in D.C. Like, oh, that's where you started first? Yeah, four or five nights a week. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, like coming back the next night to work, like dead tired. But it was like, in my head, I was like, something's gonna work here. I right. can somewhat feel it. Like I'm getting the right opportunities. I'm talking to the right people. Something's gotta click. Right. And eventually did. You know? Well, so what was the day job that you had that you eventually leave? I was uh, doing wealth management for a financial firm in uh, DC. Okay. Yeah, completely different. <laughs> yeah, so that's just like a desk job? Yeah, desk job, office job just dealing with old guys with a lot of money and <laughs> they want to make more money. Right. That's what I was doing. So was the, the paycheck pretty decent to make it a tough choice to leave? You know what I mean? Because yes. like you said, it's... I, I always, when I've been asked that a lot by like younger photographers like yeah. that are that have their day jobs. Right. And I always tell them the hardest part for me was one, getting adjusted to, oh, that paycheck's not coming anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the cushion. You're like, you don't think about it because it's always there. Every two weeks, it's right there. So your mind doesn't that's think, your, am that's I going to get paid? Right. No, it's always there. And then once you start doing this, like you have to remember, unless you start going out, there's no money coming in. Right. And it was like, I'm sitting at my desk, like, what do I do now? Hmm. And it took me a week where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a week to just sort of decompress from my day job. And I remember the first day I sat there and I was just staring at my computer like, uh, what do I, I do, do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I just was like, I emailed uh, the, I was working at this uh, club Echo Stage in DC. Okay. And I remember like just looking at uh, all the emails that I have from them. I just, I just typed Echo Stage and I just saw the list of artists that I had been emailing back and forth because since we work for the venue, we share photos with the, with the artists that oh, come right. all the time and it's like big artists were coming in. Like the biggest of EDMs are coming through. There. How big was this venue? Um, it's about, I want to say between four and 5,000. Oh shit, okay. Uh, it's the, it, right now, it's was voted the number one club in the US. Damn. It's massive. The production there is incredible. And you were like in-house at that In-house photographer. Fuck, that's that, dope. That was my education there. Like, yeah. Uh, guys like um, Pete Muzzo and Antonis gave me a shot to shoot their clubs and essentially gave me a prime education in what it is to be an EDM photographer. Because mm. um, I saw the artists I got to work with crazy, like almost festival stuff um, production. Right. And I got to see the life of the touring artists. You know, the tour, the artists were coming in with their tour managers, lighting, video. Yeah, you learned that. Audio engineer. And so it's like being surrounded by that. It was like, this is exactly what I, where, I'm, where I'm headed. In this Holy direction. shit. Yeah. So before you, before you started diving through your emails and seeing these artists and everything, you know, to get to the venue, what was your hustle to like get your foot in the door with those, those two guys so, you mentioned? Um, 
I always say this, my, uh, my best friend, he was starting out as a DJ 10 years ago. And I was, again, I was the friend with the camera always. Right. So he wanted some photos from one of, like one of his first big gigs he had. He was like, can you come in and take some photos of me? I was like, 100%, no questions asked, don't worry about it, I got you. Right. Um, did his show, did the photos, we posted them everywhere. I even did like a little recap video and like we posted on YouTube, which don't look it up, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and- uh, You gotta start somewhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, um, hit the, those two guys that I mentioned earlier, they were the ones who owned the clubs that he was playing at. And they were like, hey, can you, we have other clubs. Can you come shoot you. this club? Yeah, me. Because they, they saw me. that shit. Yeah, because they saw the photos and were like, hey, can we have those? Like, we'll pay you to come shoot our other clubs. Damn. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, I can make money out of this. Like, right. And that's how I, I started from this. That is crazy, dog. Yeah. And as they grew, like they, you know, obviously they had smaller clubs. They hadn't opened Echo Stage yet. And their business just kept growing, kept growing, kept growing. And, and you were right there with them. I'm right there, yeah. Shit. Yeah. So you kind of just rolled with it. Whatever they kind of offered you, you just sent it and yeah. tried to put. So how much you were shooting shows just as much as you were doing the nightclub stuff? Because you said no, you were so doing, I was doing the nightclub stuff just first at first, which was uh, like four or five nights a night, yeah, oh, a yeah. week, a week. Yeah, yeah. How often were you shooting the shows? Were they um, probably like once a week, maybe, okay. maybe once every other week? Because they had other in-house photographers at the moment, like senior guys that were working with them before. Yeah. So they obviously got the the pick of the calendar and everything. So it was just like, whenever they had a night off, I would step in and do something, but it was very rare. The I photographers. Yeah, yeah. So were, were they people that you looked up to? Like, are they known They're, in the community? Like, um, yeah, there was, there was one that, uh, kind of, I don't kind of mentor me in the beginning. We kind of started the same way, but he blew up a little quicker. Right. And, uh, he, he, he did it the right way, you know, right. I would say. And, uh, he sort of brought me along and uh, kind of taught me and like put me in, in into to be the second guy essentially. Right. And then once he took a break, I became obviously the, the lead photographer. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I love that because I mean, for me, I was my friends opened up a venue and I went and pitched them. I don't know why I had a camera and never thought that my camera could make me money. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, could I be like the runner? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Like I went and got groceries one day and had yeah. to find all this vegan shit I didn't know about. And oh. I was like, yo, can I just do something else? Like that's tough. I have work. a camera. Maybe we could do that. And, but that teaches you so much because yeah, you're yeah. thrown into the trenches and, that's true. and you're shooting bigger shows for artists that like you're saying, like you're yeah. paying attention to the background of like who's on the bus, what yeah. do they do? How yeah. do they affect everything? And then like, you know, being there so often, obviously you start becoming friends with these artists and mm. they come back and they're like, Hey, Danilo, Hey, good to see you. Come hang out. Like come to the green room, come backstage come, right. or, or come to uh, the tour bus. If they were on a tour bus at that moment, it's like you start building those relationships. Damn. And that's how it worked out for me. And you said this is how, what, were you in college? Uh, no, this was after college. After college. Yeah, yeah. So you, I'm a late bloomer. I was going to say to the business of photography. I didn't I really, I didn't really take it into like a, as a, as a business. So I was around like 24, 25. Yeah. Yeah. That's Same when here. I was like, okay, like, like once I saw that, I was like, oh, there there is a way to make a living out of this. Right. How do I multiply? what I'm getting paid now from this small club gig into a bigger and bigger things. And it's just, for me, it was just like, I had friends that, um, obviously photographer friends who kind of guided me and helped me out into what to look for and things like that. And then the other half was just trial and error, just, mm. you know, sending out emails and getting rejected. And then, right. all right, maybe I'll try in two, three months when my, uh, my portfolio is better. Right. And then maybe didn't get rejected the next one and just build them from there. And then when you're talking about sending out emails, are you emailing artists, artist management for, to try to get on tours or are you just yeah. talking about, okay, so I you're legit, already- I legit had, um, I always tell people, you know, the easiest ways, it's not always guaranteed, but right. the easiest way to find an uh, artist contact from management 
it's Facebook. Yeah, they it, put it right there in right the shit. <laughs> and I just went to all the artists that I went to work, I wanted to work with. If they had a management contact, I saved that, put the artist name, their, the, the manager's name, the contact, and I just did a Rolodex. And right. every day, once I, you know, I would just send out the exact same email, same wording for everything. Really? I would just change the artist's name or, yeah. the or something like that. Um, and I did that every day, every day, till finally somebody replied back and was like, Dope, come shoot for us. Who was that? Um, that was for uh, Tritonal, and this was, um, ooh, what are we, 2019? So this was around like 2008, 2009, around oh, there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, it was a local gig. You know, they weren't just flying. Just shoot me. the show. Just shoot the show. Right. Yeah, right. But in my head, I was like, I'm working for the artist. Like, right. This is what I wanted to do. And little by little, that kind of build up to more and more and more and more. Yeah. But that's dope because then you kind of come in as the the in-house guy for those artists that are coming yeah. to your city and shit, yeah. which I'm sure just starts growing. At yeah, and it's it's funny because um, as obviously the EDM scene starts blowing up, mm. also the EDM photographer scene starts blowing up. Crazy. And all of a sudden, artists are bringing their own photographers. But I've been there for so long, and these artists have known me for so long, that they start posting my photos. And it's like, I'm not trying to like step on anybody's stuff, but it's like, the, like they, they, they had someone with them. They had someone with them, but it's still, yeah. E- but I'm not sending the photos. If the venue's sending the photos and they post it, I mean, it's what, what, it can, is. what can you do? Yeah, yeah. What can you do? But uh, that's, I mean, I just ran with it. I was like, well, if they like it, I must be doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. So, what were some of your tactics as far as like being local, shooting for these artists? I even did have artists on tour with them. Yeah. Um, but being able to try to get the content to them was it just going back to the management? So at the be- at the yeah. So when I first started, it was ran through the um, uh, head of operations for the venue would always like we would send the photos in because they obviously do the posting on Facebook, Instagram, etc. And they would share the photos with the artists. Oh, cool! But then it clicked to me. I was like, I want to have that contact. Why don't I just do it? Absolutely. And I just asked her. I plain was like, Hey, can I just send an email out? This way, I, they have the Dropbox. They know exactly. To your contact. To to my contact. And she would just like, whenever the artist management asked for anything, Mm -hmm. I was forwarded to me, CC to me, whatever it was. And then I had it right then and there. Which is tight because we were just also talking about before we started this. The you said you listened to our morning roast topic, um, which was uh, like not. I don't even remember the fucking title. Do you remember what it was? Uh, Should you share? I think it was like sharing about the content. Like should you hold it or yeah? Like when is it okay to give content or post content? And we were just talking about like back in the day used to send it, but that was like actually the the proper channels of how you should go about getting a contact. You know what I mean? Like if they give if they give you the blessing that's yeah. like the illest shit you know what I mean and this is what I'm, I'm always I always say that I always plug them I was like those the people at Echo Stage gave me that like I say prime education how to handle the business of photography so from dope. that point of view and it didn't hit me till like much later where I like once I I saw my career kind of taking off and I was doing the things that I the goals that I wanted I was actually doing everything and mm-hmm. it hit me I was like wow, yeah, I was doing this before anyways. Like, I was doing this at Echo Stage. I was doing this at these other clubs. And it never hit me then, but it hit me, like, obviously once I started doing everything. Was it mainly EDM that you were shooting? Yeah, mainly EDM. Yeah, it was, like, almost 100% EDM. Wow. Yeah, yeah, just DJs, everything, yeah. Is that what you grew up on music-wise? Like, that's just no. what you got into? Um, yes and no. Like, my, I, I always say my musical taste is based around my sister. Uh, okay. And she was into dance music, like, way early on. Right. I remember she had, like, the... Ibiza remixes from mm. like 2001 and me listening to that and gravitating to that kind of music actually even before that when she was in high school and I was because uh, we're like seven years apart okay 
um, yeah, I was maybe like eight, eight, nine, and she had all these like pump up the jam remixes, right. and it, it was you don't think about it, but that was dance music back yeah, then. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And yeah, I gravitated to that, but you know, as with your friends, I was into hip hop, yeah, yeah, rap, right. everything. Uh, obviously, had my rock phase in high school and totally. college. So yeah, damn, bro, that's fucking crazy. That's a real hustle, though. Yeah. Like, and and you you start doing the shows. This is after you quit your job. After. Uh, but no, I was still doing this. I was doing the shows while I still had uh, my day job. So what, at what point did you feel safe enough to like be like, all right, cool. I've figured out that this is, you know, I could kind of make the same or close. You know what so, I mean? So I don't, it, it wasn't safe at all. It wasn't it, safe. There, there was, I should not have quit. Right. Yeah. It, it was a tough first six months. Damn. It's like grinding it out with like nothing. But um, what did it for me was um, I got offered a tour. Yeah. And I couldn't do it because I couldn't take time off of work. And I was like, ah, it just is what it is, no big deal. And then the tour rolled around, and I was just started seeing all the posting, and it was just eating me. I was like, was like I, I had it, like it was right there. Who was it? For? Was it for an uh, artist? That I don't want to say. Who that was. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then, but it hit, it hit me. You know, it was yeah, like you realized. Yeah, and I was like, okay, maybe this is what I should do. And mm. then. Um, just went to my boss. I was like, all right, I think it's time. Like my mind isn't concentrating on what I need to be concentrating here. Like the moment that happens, you got to move on. You know, did that job embrace you? Yeah. That's yeah, dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was doing really well. Um, I mean, I won awards, <laughs> Yeah, which sound, I mean, sounds dumb that I think about it. I won an award just for making other people money, but I mean, is what it is. Yeah. They want to keep fucking yeah. <laughs> give you that back massage. You keep yeah. doing that shit yeah. over and over yeah. again. So, um, yeah, that's why, like, the f- to me, I was like, I just, you just have to do it. I, to me, that's how I saw it. I was like, if you don't do this now, you're never going to do it. If you don't take the chance now, you're going to get too comfortable, too comfortable, too comfortable. Absolutely. And I think there's a little, there's something in it that in the struggle of not having anything and having to start from zero. Mm. And yes, I, I did have my home venue. I did have uh, other clients in D.C. As I, as I was growing as a photographer, but that's not where I, I wanted to go. I right. wanted to go the touring route. I want to go the artist route. Yeah. And I had nothing at that point. And it was just me sitting there like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay anything? You know, just I just grinding it out. Just What were some of the jobs you were doing in between time? Was it just back to the club shit and trying to like, yeah, get just, the checks yeah, that way? Yeah, I was just doing the clubs. I was doing like, uh, all, there's a, you know, D.C. is a, at that time was emerging uh, musically wise. Like okay. a lot of artists, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of artists that have come out from D.C. Even, I mean, obviously hip hop, Logic, The Wallace, all that stuff. Right. But EDM wise, that most people didn't realize who's, were, who's like from? Carnage. He's, oh, really? He's from Maryland, you know. Actually, I think I did know that from yeah. some shit. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, you, you had guys like, um, like deep dish you know grammy mm. award-winning guys are, are from washington dc That's virginia dope. maryland i mean dc is so fucking huge it's yeah. like i'd, I'd hope but, but, <laughs> but people think of it as a it's like a small city that nothing happens there and it's like no it's like this nightlife and music scene was growing venues were opening you know you had 930 club which is a legendary venue for yeah. rock echo stage opens and um, because of those two like the edm scene just sort of blows and mm. it, it goes crazy in dc and the smaller clubs are booking big artists. Right. The medium clubs are booking big Like everyone was just wanted a little part of it. Right. And, you know, I, I, I had the gigs mainly because obviously I'd been doing it for so, such a long time in DC. Yeah. Um, you know, my name was known and trusted is what right, I was saying. Right, right, right. So I could, I could easily get gigs, but it's like in my head, I was like, you know, you're 
make a minimum wage essentially right. like, you know you're, the time that you're putting in there's no real return in that level mm. um, there's always a cap you know it's, it's a small market it's, you know, it's not a New York where you can you know the fees almost triple just yeah. because it's New York right so it's like okay how do there's another side to this how do I get to this other side mm-hmm. how do I make this a real business how do I make this into a real career and yeah. So then when you, you know, you, you quit the job, you start hustling and, and still doing the shows or whatever, but you start thinking like that, what yeah. was the first, it happened? You know what I mean? Like, or it's starting to happen. You know what I mean? Um, for me, it was the festival circuit. Okay. Um, in 2013, I did my first festival for Electric Zoo. They were the first ones to give me a shot to be part of their photo team. Oh, dope. And once I saw that at, in that moment, obviously all these festivals were just appearing out of nowhere. Right. SFX was buying every festival brand possible at right. that moment. And uh, from that relationship that I had with that photo team, I started to realize, hey, these photo teams are here and in these other festivals. And little by little, I just kind of got uh, friendly with all of them and started getting invites to go to other festivals. And I was doing that festival circuit hard. I, I mean, like almost 20 to 30 festivals a year. God damn. Yeah. But Fuck. I, yeah, yeah, it, it was hard. Where was the first one at? Uh, Electric Zoo, which is in New York. It's in New York. Yeah, yeah. How it's did... actually happening this weekend right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, nah, I'm good. I no, I wanted to so bad. <laughs> really? I wanted to go, but I needed to be home. I yeah. Because like, it's about to get crazy. So right. I need to spend some time at home. So what, when you, how did you get a hold of them for the first one? Was the, it just cold emails? No, no, no. So um, the, the head of photography for the festival at that time, knew one of my good friends and he my friend was already in the team and recommended me oh that's dope and it was like hey I have this guy you know from DC from me like it's only you know a train right away so it's a cheap you know it's uh, travel is cheap yeah. you know all that stuff and they took a shot at me that's you know? crazy but I, ha- I had been working towards getting that shot like right, I had right. m- making sure my portfolios were fit that vibe uh, yeah, too yeah exactly and yeah that's little by little it's like you know that was the first that was 2013 2014 I did I think three festivals so I went from one to three. 2015, I went from three to, I think, eight or nine, something like that. And then the next year blew up. The next year I did 20 festivals. And then the next year was like 25 festivals. And Jesus. Then, yeah. So for people who don't understand, you're basically getting hired by the festival themselves to come out and get content of like every artist yeah. or maybe they split. You know, how does it, how does it usually typically work? For yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially the same way. You know, are every, you allowed to shoot whoever or is it kind of like you're targeting, your job is to hit this stage and cover these artists? So at the, I think at the beginning it was mainly, I think, you know, all these marketing directors and social media directors, they're all trying to figure it out just as much as we're trying totally. to figure it out. So at the beginning it was like, you're assigned to stage A, B, C, or D. And then that slowly merges into we have a shot list. We need sponsors. We need this. We need. We need right. And it become it becomes a real job. Right. You have a job to do. Like yeah. you gotta hit all this whole list. You gotta hit everything. Right. And the one that did it for me was 2015. Um, the this company called Red Frog uh, had two festivals, uh, which was uh, Shamrock Fest in DC and Firefly Music Festival. Firefly oh, right. is huge. Right. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, in the East Coast. Damn. And. Um, I reached out to shoot Shamrock Fest. My, I had a strategy. I was like, I'm going to email about the smaller festival because there's obviously I'm not going to get into the bigger festival because they don't know who I am. Makes but sense. I'm in D.C. I'm local. They, don't ha- they only have to pay my fee. They don't have to pay my travel. They don't have to. The expenses that they would have had to pay had they hired somebody else would have been astronomical. Is it D.C. is just a train ride, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, for I, a car from, for, yeah, a car ride. It's like right, a 10-minute right, right, right. ride right. into D.C. And um, they came back and they're like, 
yeah, we'll hire you. We're like, what you do and everything. And my, my strategy was like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to crush this festival. Like, they've never seen it. So when the time comes for me to email about Firefly, they're going to come back to me like, this guy did this so much for us for this festival. It's a no-brainer to bring him back. Right. And that's exactly how it worked. Damn. And then um, the first time I came in, my first year was just me and like all the, they didn't have a photo team. It was just random photographers. There was like, I think they had like six or seven Getty guys on right. the staff. Um, one local guy from like the Delaware, Philly, Jersey area, um, and myself. So the the content they were getting was just the typical artists, 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 yeah. artists, artists, nothing. And they were like, "Hey, if we give you a shot list, can you take care of this?" I was like, "Easy." I was already doing that. I was like, right. "Easy." I went in and I think by myself, I knocked out ninety percent of that shot list. God damn! And the next year, they were like, "This is your team." Like this is this is yours. Hire who you want to hire. Oh shit! Yeah, and then I brought all my homies in. So is that like is there a title for that? Is that like f- lead photographer? Lead photographer? Yeah, yeah. For for Firefly Music Festival. So is that typical that most of these festivals would have like a lead photographer? Yeah. Oh, Always. okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and now um, I think uh, I mean there's a there's a few um, photo teams now that run a lot of uh, <clears throat> the festivals. Right. Like, live coverage is the big one. I used to be a member of Live Coverage as well. Okay. And uh, that's that's the way it is. You know, there's uh there's the yes the crew and the teams, but there's always a, a point lead now. Right. And I think it's just better because management-wise, so like yeah. what's getting done, like who who's assigned to what, right? And it just manages the content better. That's super interesting. I never really knew that. Every time I'm out of festivals with with an artist, so yeah. I never really. So damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a few years of like back to back. But you could feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew it was working. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew I was in the right track. I just, I think I, you know, for me, is like when I go into something, I want to go into and. and Put all my effort in, no mm-hmm. half-assing anything. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I'm, I'm. This is the world I'm in, the festival world. I have to go in and shoot everything and shoot as best as I can and be a part of a team. And also, you got to be a team player, and, right? And you know, be able to rely on others just as much as others are relying on you to to do the work, right? You know? um, yeah. What was some of the? What were you shooting on at those festivals? Did you do like multiple cameras, or were you just yeah. sticking with the one? Oh, I always do two cameras. Yeah. Um, strap two cameras. Uh, several lenses, lens pouch, everything. Right. Um, obviously, that turned into like the backpack because the lens pouch is like, yep, so yeah. it's a hassle sometimes. Yeah. Like you're going into crowds and you never know who's gonna try to reach yeah. in. It's like you know what? Let me put it in my backpack. Right. And safer. So how did you kind of transition from? I mean, it's it's that over and over and again. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you're back to back to back for years. Yeah. Did it switch to? working for an artist directly before that or did you start branded shit from that I started so because I was at so many festivals yeah. and obviously so many EDM festivals I started seeing the, the artists knew me from Echo Stage absolutely and all of a sudden they start seeing me in New York they start seeing me in California and Miami all these other cities they're like oh hey like great you're shooting us, our show amazing stay right. right here this is our tour manager here's a pirate list you know and it's like thank you yeah that's you're, you're helping me out yeah exactly um and obviously, like you start building those relationships, mm. and um, one of those relationships was uh, Chainsmokers. Oh shit! So that's yeah. the first artist you worked with. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, no, like, not the first one artist, but it was like that was how I, you know, when I met them, I just took that approach. I was like, they were, they knew me from DC. They had come to Echo Stage and knew yeah. me from DC. Actually, they even knew me before Echo Stage. It was a tiny club, like damn, two hundred and fifty people club, like super tiny. It was a uh, rager, but it was like, right, you know, it was still small shit. Yeah, and. Um, that's, I mean, that's exactly what I did with them. It's uh, when I met them, obviously, we, we, I mean, I wasn't, we weren't friends, but right. they knew me, their management knew me. I saw them at a festival, a festival that had a media blackout, no outside, no uh, artist photographers, only in-house. Hmm. 
and I was assigned to their stage. The manager came, was like, hey, like, could you get us some fire photos? I was like, done. Don't worry about it. I yeah. got you. The set got cut in half because uh, there was a, a thunderstorm coming. So oh, the festival fuck. got closed. But it was the, the most fire 30 minutes ever. Really? And I had three photos that, I, that they wanted. And I, I had them. You know, it, it happened within the first 30 minutes. I just, you know, I, I don't want to say got, it was lucky, but I got lucky. Right, right, right. Know? And because the festival was shut down, I had time to go back, edit super quick. I come out of the trailer after the rain is done, and they're standing right there, right outside the trailer. <laughs> I just went up to them. I was like, I have your photos right here if you're ready. Yeah. And they were just like, now? Like, like that quick? Let's go right now. And uh, their management were like, you know, obviously they were just like, wow, like what is happening here? Who the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> and they loved the photos, everything, and then got their contacts, and I just legit con- pestered him to hire me for a tour for like the next few months. I was just like, you need to hire me for a tour. I right. Hire you. I, want, I want to be your tour photographer. And they had somebody at that time who was doing uh, video and photo together. Right. And I was like, let him do video. I'll come in and do photo. Right. Or let me just come in and do photo, whatever the case is. And finally they gave me a shot like Damn. a few months after that. So did it happen like that where he started doing video and you were doing photos? Uh, no, or I think he took a break and oh, uh, right. yeah. And then they just brought me in to like do like weekends and the big one-off shows right. for like a while. That is crazy, yeah. bro. Well, how big were they when you shot that festival, when you gave them the photos at that point? So um, they were getting there. They were getting traction. Yeah. It was right um, right when Roses was coming out. So Roses was like their first big major big, hit. Big, big one? Yeah. Damn. And I mean, they had a huge crowd at, yeah. at that festival. It was, I mean, it was a New York festival, so it was like, obviously, they were New York kids. So right. Hometown crowd. But I mean, it was massive. Wow. Yeah. So... You do get, you know, you pass him enough that he offers you the job? Or yeah, what? yeah. So, yeah, he called me, like, after emailing him so many times. It's like, yo, stop. Fi- <laughs> yeah, he finally was like, I was like, all right, man, like, uh, let's just do this now. Like, are you available for this weekend? I was, I was, I'm, actually, I wasn't available. But I was like, yes, I'm available. And what, I, you had another job? Yeah, I had another job. Shit. And then I had to, like, switch with another friend of mine. Thankfully, like, they covered for me. But right. I was like, there's no way I'm saying no. After so many times that I'm yeah. just being emailing him. Begging no for it. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying no. Damn. And we just went for it and just sort of clicked. So then from that, it, it went from like weekends and one-offs to the first tour that yeah. you, what so was? The, so the first uh, real tour I did with them was South America uh, 2017. Hmm. And at this time, uh, 2016 and 2015, I had already been doing like the one-offs and. Oh, over two week, years. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Damn. But it wasn't like a lot of shows. It was like maybe like five, six shows a year, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. So it wasn't a lot because they had a videographer at the time and this was when video was like blowing up. So right. that, that was the content that was getting the views rather than photos. Mm. And obviously as their career is growing, they're able to afford to bring more people, right, bring, right. Uh, actually start, you know, have their content team. And that's when I was brought on and I wasn't offered, they had an arena tour coming. And again, like I said, like, like my, my strategy was, I had a strategy already of how I wanted that arena tour. Right. I knew it was going to come. I've, I've heard it and it was, they had three shows one was Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. That was their first big show. Like, you know, can they sell out Red Rocks? Right. Obviously, they sell out Red Rocks. Yeah, yeah. It's like what ten thousand people. I think right. Red Rocks is. Then that morphed into two shows where it was like those mini festivals where it's like the obviously the artists were putting it on and they bring in three different support acts. Yeah, and it was at two arenas: one in Nashville and one in Charlotte. And it was proper arenas, ten to fifteen thousand. This is Chainsmokers. Chainsmoker, event. right? And they, they were, they, they, it's their own festival. It's their own festival. What are it's they called? Show. It was called Dreaming. Okay. And it was held over Halloween weekend. And in my head, I was like, I want to come in and show them that this is what they're going to get from me. They have mm. a, 
their careers are going here. They're not going the club route. They're going right. the arena route. Right. It's, it's obvious. Yeah, you could you know. see it. So in my head, I was like, I could see it myself. I want to show them that were the my value right. for their brand, for their looks, for their content. And that's how it worked out. Um, I just went in, crushed the photos. And when South America came, crushed those. And I knew the 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 arena tour was about to be announced and all that stuff. And I just was like, guys, remember all of this stuff. Yeah. I want to be in for this one. And the first reply back, I was like, we don't know. We'll check. You know, we'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah. And I, I was at another festival do, when I was doing this. I was like, Fuck. like bummed. I was like, what? Yeah. I thought I did everything right. And then obviously like about a week or two later, they were like, here's your schedule. Lock all of this in. I was like, unreal. I was like, wow. Okay, here we go. So were you the only photographer? Was it a dual team or so was this like a media team now? Media team. Like okay. we had video and photo. Um, and then uh, video kind of switched. They had two video guys. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Damn, that's fucking wild. So, the, so then, what was some of the the strategy that you took when, you know, you're, you're like, I know how I want to accomplish, like, how to do these shows. It's Halloween. Like, you're creating like your own shot list in your head. Like, what was your approach to like dialing in a look for them to kind of show like, yo, your aesthetic should be like this. What so, the fuck is happening outside this office <laughs> right now? There's like a dump, fucking dump truck out there just screaming. So, um, for me. I looked at, at artist photography one way, which is always artist, 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 face mm. behind the DJ booth. You saw those, those shots a thousand times. Right. I went in and what I wanted to do was shoot it like a festival, show the production. Right. There's a lot of money being put into this production. Hell show yeah. it off. Right. Get into the crowd, get the eye view of the kids going crazy, mm -hmm. hands up, everything. And get every pyro shot, get every flame possible obviously do the the artist shots and get the fire shots for those as yeah. well but to me it was like that's the no-brainer shit right that's the right. no-brainer i can yeah. do that with my eyes closed right but the other stuff where it's like you gotta really concentrate and go here and go there and it's like you gotta run you gotta haul ass to get to point a to point b be mindful of the time the set time that there's certain songs coming there's certain moments for certain songs right and to me it was like i want them to see the effort mm. you know there's kids i i would watch them come to echo stage and they just hang out in the dj booth and play with their yeah. cameras and it's like you know it's like there's a whole show happening out there right like one of my first mentors who was not a photographer who gave me one of my first shots at Echo Stage legit told me um, get away from the DJ booth the best view is from front of house and at that time I was like it was my first like one of my first shows I was oh, like alright cool and obviously he was right you know, there's facts. a show happening. Yeah. This is not just like, you know, and these artists are putting on a show. They want right. to see that. They right. spend this money. Yeah. Well, show me where my money is being mm -hmm. spent. And I wanted to, I wanted that show to look like what it was worth. Damn. You know, you spend $10 million. I want the photos to show that this was a $10 million show or Hell whatever yeah. it was. Right, you know? right, right. And that was my approach to shooting that show. It's so smart, man. Yeah. I feel like it's such a bummer when you see, I think a lot of, people think that if they're the photographer that's the key to just being able to be cool on stage yeah get out there and get that whole yeah. like someone get a photo of me on stage you know what i mean like yeah. fuck that's not that's yeah. not the point you yeah. know what i mean you're maybe, being hired for a job maybe know? if you're the homie maybe yeah. you're the homie that happens to shoot regularly yeah. you know what i mean but i like, can see that yeah yeah i, I totally appreciate that yeah. that you know wisdom from your mentor or yeah. whatever because it's it's so crucial to cover all of the grounds you know yeah. what i mean and you have some crazy ass fucking shots like I posted a couple of them and it's more recent <laughs> stuff, but it's just like the way you're capturing stages, action, fireworks, pyro, like all that stuff's gold yeah. to work with, obviously. Yeah. And EDM stages are fucking crazy at Insane. festivals. Yeah. Like 
I don't even know if you have a lens wide enough to capture some of those stages sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's been crazy. two stages. Two stages that I was like, well, this, no matter how wide this is, I'm not going to get the whole thing. Unless I'm, you know, 300 yards way back. Right. And then at the moment, it doesn't really it matter. It kind of looks like whatever. Yeah. Um, there's only been the two stages that I was like, jeez, it's going to be tough. Or whatever, we'll make it work. So you do you do the first tour. Yeah. Crush that shit too. Crushed, yeah. And it's, it's just you doing photos and you have a video crew. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. And, um, we had another photographer at the time that him and I would switch off tours. Okay. And uh, like we all, like what I love about our team is that we all work together. Mm -hmm. You know, like if it's his turn to shoot this tour, do your thing, man. Good luck. Right. Go crush it. Yeah. I'm going to go do something else and yeah. vice versa. Um, but yeah, that, right after that tour, I was just like, you know, I was like, I want more. Mm. I want Asia. I want Europe. I want anything that you're going, I want to do it. Right. Um, and obviously I had to switch off and things like that. And we still do that from time to time, but now I'm like it's becoming more and more and more. You You're know? just always there. Yeah. What? How? How much exposure do you get to the artists? Because I know that you know you're catching them on their rise. It's not like <clears throat> you know they like I, from what I've I've seen from anyone that because I feel like a lot of people work with the Chainsmokers. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of you see Rory Kramer, all these yeah. people like have been in it video yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm blanking on a dude's name that always uses like the monopod in the back. Uh, what's that guy's name? I don't know if he works with them directly, but I don't know. There's a bunch, but there's a bunch of different people that work with them. Yeah, we have like Jeremiah. Yeah, uh, that one Blanca. Yeah, um, we have a new kid, Spencer, who's a beast. He's twenty. I think he's twenty one. Doing video. So doing video. Yeah. Right. And he's. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then myself and Olaf. Okay. Our, right. Our do photo. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So how 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 much interaction are you having with the artists? Like, it looks like they like to do shit, which is the best scenario possible, yeah. right? I, I have the best guys, yeah. I swear. Like, yes, you know, from time to time, they want to sleep, they want to get their rest, right. but they understand it. Mm. They understand what type of content works. Right. They understand that we need to go out and do stuff. Right. Let's, you know, make it interesting, not just the same boring old shots. Like, yeah, the, the show photos are great, but mm. it gets it gets boring, it's tiring. Like, we need you need new stuff. Lifestyle shit. Lifestyle, lifestyle's golden. It is. And um, yeah, I love that they understand it and they love to do that. I feel like they're literally the perfect subject because they all they always look like they're going yeah. extra hard <laughs> yeah. for life living. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. mean? Oh, Just yeah. to go live life. Like yeah. you know what I mean? You always see it they're on boats here and fucking <laughs> dope blue water shit and yeah. like you know what the, I mean Just that blue ass water. The blue ass water. Oh, yeah. You've seen that video. <laughs> yeah. Uh what you know what are some of the best memories from like getting to get your start? Especially coming from the idea of like you just hustle I mean festival runs like what you did. Yeah. It's straight hustle. Like yeah you're probably dead ass exhausted and you get done with the run. It's not like, it's a, not 12 hour days. It's, it's almost like 16 yeah. to 18 hour days. It's not glorious. Yeah, it's no. fucking hard as shit. Yeah. Um, and then you switch to this, which this is again, you're on call 24 hours a day basically. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time you get to have a little bit more experience. You're starting to see the world. Yeah. Um, what, what was that like merging into that? Um, I mean, it was fun. Obviously I got to, I've, I've seen the world. Yeah. Like, they've taken me essentially everywhere. Yeah. Insane hotels, insane planes. Like the shows are incredible. The locations are unreal. Get to vacation in Ibiza and Mykonos, you know, so sick, which is incredible. And I like, I always, I always make the joke whenever I do posts on Instagram or like, Oh, what's up guys? We're going on the private jet to Mykonos. Right. I'm shout out to my sponsors, the chain smokers, you <laughs> yeah. know, always tag your sponsors, <laughs> yeah, you know? tag your sponsors. Um, so I always make that joke. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm grateful for that, man. They've, they've shown me the world essentially. Right. Yeah. What do your family think about it? They love it. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, at the beginning, obviously, they were just like, who, who are these artists? Right. Like, oh, DJs? What DJs? 
And then obviously, like, all these CDs start blowing up. And they start winning Grammys. They start, you know, they're on magazines, Billboard mm-hmm. this, Billboard that. And I, I, that's what resonated with my parents. There was two things that resonated with them. They, there was an article on Billboard, and obviously everybody knows Billboard. Right. And they were like, it wasn't Billboard Dance or Billboard whatever. It's no, Billboard. It was a Billboard. Yeah. They were like, oh, wait, we know this. Right. Like, they're on this thing that we know. Yeah. And the second thing was, uh, I think it was... Uh, one of these like celebrity shows like Entertainment Tonight or or right. something like that and they were just like Chainsmokers blah, yeah, blah, blah, my, blah, blah. my mom was like blowing me up she was like they're on TV I love like that I that's, see them on TV and I was that, like that's the selling point I was like I know I've yeah. been telling you well, we just did 100,000 people last night which is yeah. pretty crazy um, yeah and it just that's I think that's what it clicked to them they were like oh wait like, he's actually doing something serious like Shit. what they said like if you're gonna go in it mm-hmm. you gotta go with everything it, it, it hit them there was like I would, that I finally got there did uh, have you had a chance to bring them to shows? Uh, not yet, but really? uh, no. We haven't. We did a DC show, but it was like quick in and out. Like yeah. we arrived, we were in Vegas, arrived in DC, left DC, straight to Vegas, and oh, it was right. like didn't have much time for that. But they are coming out. We have a show in DC in October twentieth. I want to say nice. And obviously, family friends are all coming out because yeah. now that, I, especially now that I moved out, like right. from DC, like everybody wants to like come out. That's gonna be dope. a party. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I'm excited for that one because they never, they've never seen me work. Right. You know, and it'll be kind of cool to see like what they think of that. Like, yeah. Like their reaction. I want to see what their reaction is gonna be. It'll like instantly make the most sense to them that night. Yeah. You yeah, know what probably. I mean? Yeah. I. It, it was like the same thing for me like being yeah. able to on tour like my family was all spread out throughout the US yeah. so like being able to bring my sister bring my brother yeah. they're just watching you up like shooting on stage or doing whatever and you're just like what the fuck my sister has seen it she's, she's my biggest fan yeah. she always says like she's my biggest anything I post she reposts right away Right. anything that I have going on she's reposting sharing Facebook yeah. every, she's like number one she's fucking street uh, team and she yeah <laughs> she's, uh, and she's, she's come to a few shows that's dope and she's seen it like she's like always gets a little teary eye man yeah. it's crazy though I mean yeah. it's like literally such I don't know I feel like the the EDM culture of creators that work for these I mean obviously there's so many artists yeah. so there's so many creators yeah. and you hear about them all the time you see all their shit and it's like everyone's exposed to something wild like if you yeah. get into that circuit and you're able to work with these people look at like the opportunity that brings to you yeah but also the yeah it's the new looks you get to shoot like yeah. Ibiza and just straight chilling you got the boys and you guys are fucking you can go do whatever yo stand in that water right there and yeah. do some cool shit you know and what I mean like that's essentially how I do it I was like go over there it looks really good right there put yeah. your arm up there right. we're gonna create some fire now yeah um, show the sexy yeah, you know, you've been go. working out show the sexy <laughs> let's go start sending it to Calvin yeah. Klein like hey yeah I, I set yeah. this up <laughs> I need that bag when did you know when did you start working with brands like was that coming through the artist stuff hey everybody I wanted to stop this episode real quick to tell you about our Patreon page if you join us on Patreon you will be financially supporting black window cream so if you fuck with this podcast if you fuck with the morning roast episodes that we do on wednesdays if you fuck with the private creator community highly consider signing up for this patreon page helps us keep the lights on when you sign up you get access to our private discord channel you get private access to the the bonus morning roast episode that we do every month live streams that we do every month we do two every single month you get your work reviewed and everything on a live stream tons and tons of perks when you sign up so definitely take a look at it patreon.com slash black window cream it has every single thing listed out there uh we appreciate your guys's consideration for that and let's get back to this episode um no, uh, my first brands that I worked with were in DC. Mm. Like they were just uh, DC-based brands that I did, and obviously it was it, was, it wasn't anything big. But I got the, I got to get that experience in. And the first one I got was uh, Tommy Hilfiger, which right. obviously I got the connection from Chainsmokers because they had to deal with them, and okay. they had me do so, a couple of things for them, right? Um, which was amazing because mm. I got to shoot like. Um, some shows with like Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid yeah. and Lewis Hamilton and it was like 
like I, I love Lewis Hamilton and he's yeah. just like standing right where you at I'm just trying to pretend that he's not there like what's up dog yeah. we're good don't worry about it <laughs> but inside I'm like shaking you know <laughs> just pull the camera um, and that, that's how kind of it piqued my interest to be like okay one like you said the bag was huge yeah those corporate gigs and dumb those, money like, those br- yeah just, I, ha- I have yet to find a client in that world that says no to a budget which makes me think I'm not charging enough. And I'm like, I'll charge more the next time. Like, mm. let's try this. How much for this? Yeah, uh, every time, like, right? Oh, great. We're going to open the next time. Bro, we just spent fucking weeks from, like creating a guide to how to charge a client <laughs> guide. Like, because people ask that question yeah. all the time. And I, now I'm curious to hear yeah. like how you go about it. Because it's like, I think a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot when they throw out their number real quick without like assessing a situation. Yeah, yeah to me, um, I like to assess things. I came from that financial world mm. we have to assess right. every possibility you have to assess the hours and not just the work hours we're yeah. talking the hours right after the work because mm. that's still work you know mm. editing um traveling fucking all the extra work that goes in with all that yeah yeah you know like revisions like, <laughs> revisions <laughs> um yeah that, that's that's a funny one it's mm-hmm. like oh, these are great can we fix this yeah can we change this yeah. to black white nah we like color nah yeah. i recently had that with an artist who asked for black and white delivered black and white and then proceeded to be like, can we get this one in color? I'm like, all right, no problem, that's one. And then it's like, throughout the week, can we get this one in color? Can we? I was like, guys, just pick, can I just give it to you all in color? Bo- and I'll then, give you both. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, just tell me what you want. It's like, yeah. The easy fix for that is just sh- shoot in camera black and white. Like, <laughs> sorry, I don't have like, someone paint over this shit. Like, yeah. it's so brutal. So then when did, you know, Chainsmokers starts popping off, you're doing the tours, sometimes you're not on the tours. Yeah. Is that when you started introducing yourself to other artists? Yeah, and obviously because, I, you know, I am very self-aware that I am where I am because of the boys. You know, they they put my name on. They mm. they gave me these crazy opportunities to be able to shoot these insane shows, and just like my following base is based on their fans, my the, the work that comes after it's also like word of mouth because of them. Right. And that's always I'm like I'm super grateful for them. I, I am where I am now. Yes, I grinded. Yes, I I have the work ethic, but they really did put me on. They yeah. really did gave me the opportunity to be like, and they were never like, you know, if I was doing something else, they've never told me no. If I've come to them like, hey, like this artist asked me to come tour, like, is it cool? And they're like, dude, go, go. Do, go do it. Like, so go, go get it, you know? Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the relationship you want, especially in that world where yeah. you know they're going to be busy no matter what. Yeah. Like, and it, 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 the cool part is that you guys have designed a team, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is, non-competitive teams i love it it's like we we have this thing we've seen we've been joking about it i think for the past year and a half and now it's become a thing like i've seen like their fans tagging us where it's like we say like hashtag team content you know we're out here team content is here and then we'll get tagged like some kid will draw like our like our faces or something it's like yo team content is here like like, superheroes yeah yeah. that's crazy (laughs) which is like you know i love that about our team that no one's too good for anything Mm -hmm. like we're if if Jeremiah says, "Hey man, can I use your photos to put use it on the video? Break off like certain clips." I'm like, "Go for it. Yeah. Here's a Dropbox. Go right. for it." Um, and it's like I I love that we all have like we all share the same goal. Like right. we all want to create the best content for the boys. Mm-hmm. And no one's here has an ego. No one here is bigger than anybody else. We're right. all here just working for the same thing. Man, yeah. Do you before we talk about you going forward with other jobs? What were those tours like? Were you are the most when you're doing like US, Europe, all that shit, are you guys in buses or are they just flying yeah. everywhere? Nah, buses. So the arena tour is a bus. Yeah. Um, like like when we do like Europe, that's a plane, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Asia as well. 
um, just because it makes it easier when it's a big crew to make sure that every everyone arrives at the time yeah. that it needs to, they need to arrive and the gear arrives. Which but, I think people don't realize that that's a majority of the times why they fly private. Yeah, yeah. Like because the time frame is so demanding, yeah. if, especially if it's festivals. It's like yeah. you have to be at that shit. Yeah. Like it's funny. Yeah, uh, Adam said this where there's been times where he's like, "Hey man, like I'm not on the jet because our li- our audio engineer needed to get to that place. Yeah. It was more important for him to get to that jet. And I was like, that's such a, a, a key thing that most people don't know. No. You know, they're like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you're in private jets. Like, yeah, but it's not for like, you know, shits and giggles. It's, right. There's a specific purpose for it. Right. You know, get everybody to point A to point B on time. Get the shows right. Because our crew lands mm-hmm. and the crew's not going to a hotel. The crew's mm-hmm. going straight, straight to the show. That build, that, build that stage, you know, right. sound check, all that stuff. We get to have fun. We get to do like the cool stuff. Right. It's like, dude, they, they put in crazy work. The crew goes so ham. Yeah, it's yeah. so underrated, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. It, shit. How big is your guys' squad then? Um, I would, our normal touring crew, um, I think like 14, 15. Hmm. For uh, production. For production, yeah. It's right. like production manager, stage manager, yeah, yeah, lighting yeah. video, under, engineer, mm. everything, yeah. And everyone flies together? Everyone flies together. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's fucking It's very rare that, you know, myself and and the video won't be in the jet. It's super rare, but right. there's usually room for us. Well, and it's priority. Like, the content is so priority. If Yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's been a few times where it's like, we need, we need the crew to get there. Like, we have no time. They need to get there now. Yeah. There's no room. You guys will take a flight. Which right. is cool. Like, we'll get there for the sh- our, our It's the, kind of a day off. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it kind of becomes um, a day off. But, but we still, like, we still, whenever we land, we still go straight to the venue to make sure, like, if they're doing sound check, that we're there for sound check, right. regardless. Like, mm. yeah, damn, shit is wild, huh? Yeah, yeah, still crazy schedule sometimes. It is when you, uh, yeah. So when you started like working with other artists, who who was like the next artist that you kind of find yourself working the pretty first consistently? one? Um, so Steve? No, it was Nicky Romero. Okay, yeah, he. Uh, I met him. I was uh, on a Asia tour with the Chainsmokers, mm-hmm. and uh, they were doing the same festival together. And I just kind of snuck away. There was, I can't remember. I think uh, Martin Garrix was playing. And I was like, oh, I want to see his set from side of the stage. Uh, he's a buddy of the guy, so we see him a lot. And Nikki was right there, and he was like, hey, like, you're Danilo. Like, I know you. I, I like your work. I follow you on, on Instagram. I was like, hey, I know you. I follow yeah. you on Instagram. Right. And, we, you know, we're just talking about photography. And, um, like, a week later, he was like, hey, I have an Asia tour. Like, I just come back from Asia. And he was like, I have an Asia tour next week. Or it was, I think it was like two weeks. It was like, you want to do it? I was like, yeah, sick. Let's go. Fuck let's go it. back to Asia. Jesus. Um, and yeah, that's how it, that's how it started with him. And then from that went to Steve Aoki. From that went to um, Zed and Florida Georgia Line and some other acts that I do. Uh, it's so crazy how I feel like it's like you guys are all being used by the same. Like you yeah. know what I mean, there's all these like top artists, and yeah. they're all having you guys collaborate like with them. Yeah, which is, dope. Which is kind of cool. Like, you, know, you start to develop this relationship with these other guys, and um, it becomes like a family. Even though you're you're not a team, you're right. not like you you look out for each other. Yeah, you know? it's like you know what to expect. You know, no one's like stepping on anybody's toes. Right. No one's undercutting anybody. Mm. You know? Everybody gets gets to gets to eat. Right. You know? Totally. Yeah. Was it? Um, so, have you ever worked with Carnage? Never, never worked. For That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was Do you like, like well, his shit? Yeah, I love his shit. I mean, he's from DC. Like, right. Even if it was garbage, he's from DC. I would still rep it. Yeah, you right. Know, I'm, I'm a DC guy. That's so, interesting. I feel like yeah. you guys got to do something together. His shows are always yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's crazy. Who's his mate? I know Yoder was doing all his video shit Yoder, for a long time. Um, in photos. I think he's doing. He's using uh, Bryant right now. Uh, okay. I think his, uh, his name. Um, Bryant, the Instagram Bryant. No, not that. Not Bryant. Okay. Uh, it's he, he goes by like B R X 
Oh, okay. Vegan, something no. like that. I can't remember how. how I was like the Vine kid. The no, not him. Okay. Yeah, not <laughs> Shoots him, all those him. popular people. Yeah, not him. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, we've never done anything. Interesting. Yeah. Damn, it's so wild. It's like yeah. such a. It's just a. It's a cool for me doing hip hop shit yeah. mainly. It's like a fucking entirely different culture of, of photography. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I I would love to do that shit sometime. I've never even had. I've been offered a few hip hop tours, but it's it becomes weird and never ends up working out mm. i don't even know why like i've been offered like some artists and the meetings i've had have always been like can you shoot film i'm like sure right i got it can you shoot this i'm like yeah no problem and then last minute it's like ah his homie's gonna shoot it i'm like all right cool right. Good. yeah and i feel like the budgets are probably i would hope a little bit bigger in the edm space but I guess you, you um, don't really yeah, know because yeah, you've never really, really shot know. this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's just interesting because I feel like hip, like in the hip hop world, it's like, A, no one ever ever really wants to spend money. I think this is kind of common. Like yeah. a lot of artists don't really ever budget yeah. for this shit. But at the same time, this is the stuff that like sells yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're using it to promote everything else. You right. Know? Like I, I've had photos that we've shot um, like a year ago that's promoting like other tours you know like I've seen the artists use some other photos I've even seen festivals use photos that I've shot like four or five years ago still use that same photo to promote whatever festival is coming up damn yeah it means that shit was fire yeah <laughs> do you hit those people up to try to fucking get some some money out of them or not no um, yeah no we, we worked that we worked it out already mm-hmm. I already gotten paid like I, I'd rather keep their relationship yeah, than yeah. pester for just one pose right I mean, not worth it for me how, how, how do you um, kind of define that do, do you give artists the rights of your photos or is it like a like a split where it's like mostly both? mostly it's 50 50 it's very rare that anyone asks for full rights but full rights comes with a mm-hmm. higher price you know that's that's a different conversation we got to have right um but it's very rare that it's, it's always it's always share rights um you heard yeah. dusty's interview and, yeah. and the situation that he ran into with um what the fuck's that dude, that dude's name? He did the Harlem Shake remix. Oh yeah, yeah, Bauer. Bauer, yeah, yeah. and he like had that whole thing happen where yeah, they used his photo in like Rolling Stone. And he had to like actually go after him for it. I've had to do that before, not with the artists I work for, with other artists mm. that you know somehow they got a hold of a photo I took taken of them and they wanted to use it. I mean, I had one put it on packaging for a product he was selling. Wow, and I didn't even know it till I walked to Best Buy and I was like. <laughs> What is that? Yo, that's my motherfucking photo, bro. Yeah, I was just, I legit, I almost ripped the box open. I was like, what else is in here? I right. need to say, I'm not buying this, I'm not buying this product. I just want to know what else is in here. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I- How got, did you handle that? Just a nice little letter. I'm like, hey guys, are you using this without permission? I, to be honest, I, it's scary, but having an attorney handle that, it's, to me, the number one way to really get your money. Yes, it can be expensive sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's the principle of the matter sometimes. And yeah. it's like, they're going to come at you super hard if you don't have the right knowledge, if you don't have the right wording, if you don't have the right whatever. You right. Know, they're going to come at you. It's best from the get-go, have somebody who's going to help you out in this. I love that. Because to me, it's like, I'm, I'm not an attorney. No. I, I'm, what am I going to say? Like, yo, you stole from me. Get me paid. 
and they're gonna come back with me. Nah. With, right. <laughs> and it's it's it hits harder when they see the the importance of somebody else. Right. There's a rep behind it. Yeah, that's hard. Right now, yeah. So what in that case, in any example, I mean it doesn't yeah. have to be just that one, but like would your go to move be like, I saw that this is being used without my permission? Yeah. You have the attorney reach out on your behalf, or do you reach out and say, Hey guys, just looping in my attorney, I saw that you did this. Yeah, yeah. You do uh, it that way. Yeah, yeah, I do so it. So you, you do speak up like Yeah, I always I always like to speak up because if you don't, you're gonna be taken advantage of because mm. they're gonna think you're a pushover. You're gonna be like, We're, we can do this again. He's, not, you know what I mean. And it's like, no, you gotta, you have to speak up regardless. Yeah. You have to bring, and again, I know it's scary, especially for the younger guys. They're like, they just wanna, they just want that exposure without that payment back. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, there's, there's a value to everything. You have to say something. Yeah. Even if it's a, you know, even if it's an Instagram post, and, you know, they just took it. Let's say they took the photo from the venue and they posted it without tagging you even just that be like hey man like this is my photo do mine yeah like, just tagging me you just gotta do it and know? a lot of the time I mean, most of the times they'll be like oh yeah cool if they see your shit yeah. if they see your yeah. message or whatever i always tell them it was like more often than not it was a social media director who just did it and didn't pay attention right didn't care like the, the moment an artist sees that they're embarrassed right i, I guarantee you they're like they don't want that, their name to be known as that you right know, they're, they're artists themselves they yeah. know they know what it is to have their stuff stolen yeah they're very reasonable they're very understandable mm. Um, that's a good point to make because I feel like a lot especially in our uh, Facebook group which you yeah. just joined by the way yeah, thanks yeah. for joining oh People yeah I gotta, go inter- I gotta go introduce myself you I do saw that. yeah I saw you that. do that's a rule new yeah. rules we just launched them uh, <laughs> he's reading them tight uh, and if anyone wants to join bwnc.com slash join join our, our free private group but people literally hit me and were like oh shit a goat just joined and then like I was like I saw it and I was like, yeah, no, wait two seconds. And I announced <laughs> that you were coming. I was like, oh shit, you already got it dialed oh, in. I'm like, yeah, you know me. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to. Oh, people, sometimes the conversation in there is people are immediately upset when something happens like that. Like, yo yeah. man, this motherfucker just posted my shit without yeah. tagging me. What should I do? And I don't think people think like that. I don't think yeah. people think or know that a lot of artists don't manage their fucking Instagrams. Yeah. Which I mean, was way more true back in the day because now you have like stories and shit. And a lot of people yeah. like to be yeah, yeah, yeah. active on that, but um, yeah, you know, you never know what the situation was. But yeah. you're totally right. Artists never yeah. <laughs> take their song and start selling that shit bootleg outside. Yeah. Be like, hey, do you like this motherfucker? I just made so much money off your CD. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's a good. That, 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 I love those tips, and I love the idea about attorney. Are you repped by anyone management wise? I, I I am. Yeah. You are. Yeah, she's uh, she reps like. Oh yeah, I knew this. She, actually, she, uh, well, no, well, so dogs. not the person you met. I have another oh. rep. I have another rep. Oh, okay, she, she's just been helping me out with like this sort of stuff. Okay, like, cool. Lining stuff up, but right. my uh, rep, uh, yeah, she's dope. How did so, you go about getting one? Um, as time was going on, like I, I got approached by a few people that mm-hmm. manage photographers. Most of them manage like Instagrammers and influencers, for lack of a better term. Um, and yeah, they're doing great work. But it's it, in my head, I was like. How do you translate that to what I want to do? Right. I was like, I'm not trying to pitch, you know, herbal essence on my page. Like right. that's not my thing. Like right. I want to. What I want you to pitch is go to Adidas and tell them I have a guy who's gonna shoot your campaign or who's gonna shoot Facts. whatever. You know, that's mm. what I want to do. I was like, I don't want to put, hey guys, like this is the new Adidas, whatever. You know, that's not my thing. Right. Um, and to be honest, I've done it. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it took a while, and it was like for me, it was like I needed somebody who understood that understood um, the music business for mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, I, I would get a lot of, the, I, I interviewed three managers before and they legit were like, we're going to do all of this for you, but we also want your music business. I was like, no, nah. you weren't there for me. Like, 
right. the past 10 years with this music stuff. Yeah. Like you're not getting a percentage of any of this stuff. Right. Your job is to come here and get, get new jobs. You're going to get paid right. a lot of money because it's a lot of money, but you're not getting music. Right. And a lot of them, you know, got a little bit hurt about it and just move on. So, right. And finally found the right one and it, it worked. It clicked and um, yeah, we're here now. Like Did you years. seek them out? No, they they, 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 oh, they, they came to me. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, um, it was kind of a referral too. Like uh, I knew she she reps another photographer that I know. Do you say who they are? The manager, your, your rep? No, they don't. They don't care. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Right. I I, they, they, I've asked before. I was like, I'll plug you all right. you want. She was like, nah, that's not my thing. Well, like, she doesn't even have Instagram. Isn't it good to for them for people to know who it is in case they want to hire you to do jobs? <laughs> How's that work? I don't know. Or do you have that in like your bio somewhere, like contact or some shit like that? So it just goes to them or she just goes through my email. Just goes oh, okay. Where she has access to that. Yeah. So she goes through it. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's crazy. That's dope. I, yeah. I've always felt like I, I've never been read by anybody. Yeah. And after this last tour, I was like, man, it'd probably be so much easier to have shit handled just because it's the same thing as the attorney deal. It's yeah. like you go to handle jobs and you don't want to be the fucking person fighting over a bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just want to do art, make your art. Yeah. Come here, let me do what I do, but also respect my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have you found it to be super beneficial to have a rep? Yes, because uh this might sound a little diva ish. Sometimes I don't want to write an invoice. Yeah. Sometimes I'm I want my mind to be or I want to concentrate on something else. And it's like she's taking care of that. Mm. And she's taking care of emails and she's taking care of obviously like I see everything that comes in and I get involved a lot. Yeah. But you know, aside from obviously like the the rev that she does for me with the branding and things like that to me is like the behind the scenes like tedious work yeah. that you have to do. Like, I mean, I can do it, sure. But there's times I'm like, you know what? Like, I just came back from an entire month in Europe. I'm exhausted. Like, I don't want to download another W nine. Right. Like, I don't. I don't want to do any of that. And she takes care of that. Like, That's I don't dope. have to worry about it. That's clutch. And she gives me like a peace of mind. Like, uh, you know, I'm not the easiest of her clients. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, extremely picky guy sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, but she's like a champ, she sticks in there. She does it. That's good. To, yeah. I mean, that you know what you are looking for. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Moving forward, was it like what? What is your goal? What is the? I mean, touring gets exhausting after a couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's interesting to see how, you, how you've done. You've toured festivals, you know, and then you yeah. toured with artists. See, to me, I what I'd like to do is like, I like to see where the the industry's going mm. and try to stay on top of that. You know, yes, the festival circuit was like the way to go at the time that I was doing that. Touring came along. It was like, right now, this is what's hot right now, touring. Um, and to me, like where I would want to take it is creative director for a label. Like mm. to me, I want to go ahead and pitch like, hey, like I've been touring with these artists and I've essentially been doing this, this exact same job for the past, you know, three, four or five years. Right. Let me come do this for your label. Facts. You know, you have you have artists, and the way I view it is always like this: is like, yes, you. Let's say a, a label like Republic. Yes, they have Post Malone, uh, Ariana Grande. They can afford to hire full time photographer, videographers, con anybody. Mm -hmm. But that label is humongous. You have the lower to middle tier who their budgets are much smaller. Have the label already? You know, it's it's into their their best interest to have an in-house guy right to be able to create that content already he's already on, on salary or or a retainer whatever the case may be and you're you you have your in-house guys anytime we need content it's he's right there right and i don't think a lot of labels see it like there's there's a few that, that are doing it and i give them credit but there's a lot who oh, it's an oversight they they it's all I mean, outside photographers who you know in my head i'm like why would 
why wouldn't you want to have an in-staff guy doing this? Like you have, bro. You, they spend. Well, it's the name. It's like, yeah, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. do it every once in a while, but not yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I've been doing that a little bit since I moved to LA. Like working with a couple of bands that are like, you know, you know, bringing up their content game. Like you know, you could tell like some of their content wasn't the best, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me come in. Let me let me re up this. Let right. Me, let me bring in some new looks. Let me direct like whatever the shoot is is happening. Like right. I just did this. Um, like two days ago with a band, like uh, or three days ago, I'm sorry. Uh, and we were just shooting some a new shoot. Like this is my third time shooting with them since I moved to LA. And oh, it's no. like, I love that they're like, we love what you did the first time. Please continue to do right. that. And to the label is like, to them is like, I'm gonna take that. Be like, hey, you love how that direction we took with these artists. Mm. Let's just do it for all your artists. Yeah. And that's that's where I want to go. And I obviously like. I like to keep it in house with my boys eventually like with their label and how, however that grows, you know, it'll be a conversation I'm definitely going to have with them down the line. Chainsmokers have their own label? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. is it called uh, Dream? No. Okay, why? Well, yeah. <laughs> the festival's Dream, I don't know. Oh, Dreaming, yeah, no, no. But that, yeah, that was only two, two right, shows. Right, right, right. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're just starting now. It, it just started like last year. So oh, just, dope. they just signed one artist recently. So like to me, it's like I eventually would, that's my goal. I'm like, you know pick what? Up steam once that pickup scene and everything I'm like hey guys I've been doing this for you mm-hmm. it's let me do it for all your artists that you're right. and you have an in-house guy who's taking care of all the content possible you know yeah. and even if I can't do it I'm gonna bring somebody in who can just like I did with Florida Georgia Line you know they, right. I couldn't do the full tour I did like the beginning of the tour and when I couldn't do it I, I, I brought in a friend I was like and it worked out great. A trusted source. Yeah. They know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be good because you suggested it. Yeah. I feel like also right now what I've noticed, not to call it names or whatever, but there's a lot of labels that have, like especially in the video world, it's like you have video commissioners, right? Yeah. Their job is commission production, get all the shit started for an artist. And then these people are fucking working full time for this label, but yeah. also like creating deals with people to get money off top from shit yeah you know what i mean they're literally like hey come me off 10 racks every every video we do and i'll always bring the videos to you so yeah. then you have like people working with directly with these and it's kind of it's getting to this weird middle ground of shiciness that it, it is what it is where yeah. you if you just spend a proper big like if they got paid a lot of money yeah why would they go do that yeah it wouldn't be worth it for them to t- try to skim 10 racks off the and it just decreased the video by that much more, you know what I mean? By them yeah. taking a little bit of money, and I mean if you see it from the movie business, all these directors—they're all signed to a studio. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Quentin Tarantino—he only shoots movies for this studio, right? Like, why wouldn't you have your own photographer, your right. own videographer, your own video director, yeah. or whatever, in staff always, right? For for whatever, you know, all, all of a sudden you sign the next. Post Malone and he doesn't have the budget to pay for everything. Right. Guess what? You already have it in there. Exactly. You know? so yeah. That to me, that's where I'm gonna be taking this eventually. Like that's dope. obviously, you know, life on the road is, is hard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can only do it for so long. So. Right. Yeah. Damn, man, such an interesting concept. So Florida Georgia Line, that's kind of a little different pace. Yeah. So the connection to them was uh, they did a song with Chainsmokers uh, two uh, yeah two years ago. Right. And that's how we sort of got connected they came and did a show with us met met their whole crew you know and their um uh their lead of creative uh for the for big loud and maverick yeah i guess was keeping tabs on me on on my work and one day randomly we ran into each other in vegas uh they just happened they were doing a, their vegas residency we always 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 in vegas and i was just running around with my camera at one point and it literally just grabbed me he was like yo you're danilo i love your work <laughs> What are you doing? I was like, I was like, ah, oh, like, 
let's, let's, talk, let's, let's talk, you know, we'll have some beers later. And it was like a process of like, it took almost like, I want to say like anywhere between four, six months of us emailing back. Like, Hey, are you available? I'm not. Yeah. Damn. Right. Like, Hey, do you, do you have anybody for this day? I'm available. I was like, Oh, we booked somebody. And like, and it took a little bit till we finally was like, he finally emailed me. He was like, are you like, it was just like, are you available at this date? It's like, it wasn't, it was short yeah. to the point. I was like, I look, I was like, I'm available. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love that his vision. I don't know if it's how it is in, in the hip hop world, but I see it at least in pop and country where it's always the same style of photographer. Okay. You get the same kind of work from there. Is, there is no, I don't I hate to say originality, but there's sometimes it's like if, if somebody's doing something amazing, it's going to get copied um, real quick, real quick. And his vision was like, I want to bring guys who don't shoot country. Mm. I want to bring guys who have, you know, they shoot something else completely different. He was like, and he, the way he said it was like, you know, I like how you shoot EDM. Can you bring that to a uh, uh, country concert? Right. I was like, of course. And that was my goal was like, just like the beginning, how do I make, how do we show off this entire tour? Not just the artist that crop, you know, it's right. like, that's what you always get the guitar. And it's like, no, like there's, a lot of things happened. Like one of my favorite photos of this year was from that show where it was a kid on the shoulders. I, I mean, I happened to be, I was walking, actually I was, I was walking away from the crowd to go back on stage and I just peeked over. I saw the kid in there and it hit me. I was like, he's going to come and he's going to pound the kid. I, I, I don't know what in my head told oh, me. Oh, he's like it, right by stage. Yeah, because they, they have um, one of the struts you just go in the middle yeah, yeah. but there's like sort of splits. Right. And in my head I'm like, this, this looks like a moment that he would come in like I'm pretty sure like these guys are great like with their fans right so I, I ran back into the crowd I, I stood right behind the kid and I saw it coming like slow motion like what's up kid I, I blasted maybe like a thousand yeah, 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 yeah you made sure you got that <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it was like to them and when they saw that photo they were like like holy shit like we haven't had this I'm like yeah, because you guys just stay in one spot. They stay in right. the pit. Like, they don't move around. Like, to me, I'll go f- way far mm-hmm. and, you know, pop off that 400 if I need to. Right. But, uh, yeah, you just, just got to do it. I love that. Yeah. It, do they have, like, pyro and shit, too? Yeah. They, they have they, a lot? Yeah, now they've incorporated pyro, fire, or CO2. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a so it's like getting there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you can do it's the same shit. Yeah. That's fucking tight. Right, yeah, yeah. To me, it was like when I was like saw it, I was like, I do this. I do this every show. Right. And But I love that he had that vision to say, like, we need we need to show off this tour. Mm-hmm. How do we show this off differently? Right, it's so genius to me. It's like more more creatives, uh, at least creative directors or uh, marketing directors, whatever, should think that way. Yeah, I you agree. Know? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I, I I'm one like to me as like I told him he called me the other day when we were setting up um, the other photographer to come in and like he legit was like, dude, I'm only calling you. You're my guy. And I was like, I was like, so I was home that week and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm calling you on your time off. I'm really. I was like. Lloyd, you can call me anytime. Right. Bro. Like, I'll pick up always a thousand percent because one, you had the vision. Two, you trusted me to deliver on that vision. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can call me, even if whatever I'm doing, if I'm having surgery, call me. I'm most likely to <laughs> pick up. Don't worry about it. Allah. Yeah. <laughs> Under the, uh, is it, is it, do you feel like it's challenging being a photographer? Because you don't do video, right? Uh, no, I'm not af- often asked to do videos. It's super rare really? that anybody asks. So me people, to do video. yeah, because I feel like at yeah. this point, a lot of people feel like they have to do both. Yeah, I happen to do both just because I was, a f- yeah. I just like doing both. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I feel like a lot of people feel like they get pinned in that corner. But you haven't been pushed. No, no. Um, thankfully, no. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, yeah. Uh, right when I've 
kind of like before I, I started touring with Chainsmokers, I was doing these like one-off tours with like different artists, like you know Above and Beyond, DJ Snake, things like that. Right. And, like this was early on in their careers before they themselves started having their own in-house guys. Right. And yes, they would be like, "Hey, can you do some video? Like, can you maybe? All right, maybe not do a recap, but can we have raw videos?" Da, da, da. And there was one artist that asked me for a recap, and I legit told him I was like. You, you know, the, the way I work with photos, I can edit a show within an hour, hour and a half of the show ending. I right. can edit, have photos ready. And I told him, I, I, I joked with him and I was like, I'm laughing, but I'm being a thousand percent honest. It's going to take me a month <laughs> to make this to make video. This video. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he was like, all right, maybe, maybe yeah. let's not do this. Find somebody else. Like, yeah. So yeah. any day, which was all right. I feel um, like yeah, it is. It seems to be like more and more so needed yeah. in that lane. Just like, I, I just think people know. Oh, DSLR shoots photos and videos, so yeah. they just assume that yeah, everyone yeah. practices both. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm. I'm thankfully when they when I'm asked to shoot, they only want you know they they're, they're coming to me for photos. They're mm-hmm. not coming to me for videos. Like yeah. a lot of them, you know, have their, their list of videographers that they like to work with. Right. So, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. What's like your current setup right now for when you're shooting shows? What what are you shooting with? I do one uh, DX Mark II, five D Mark IV, seventy two hundred, always on the Mark IV. On the one DX, I do fisheye sixteen thirty five twenty four seventy. 35 millimeter, 50 millimeter, like, and I'm throughout the show, I'm just constantly, changing, constantly changing. Yeah. You're having them in a backpack? Yeah, so I have a backpack that I wear, uh, and I have like a chest pack now, like, because I have, I have in ears now, like, yeah. I hear the show, so it's like easier for me to just put shit in there. Right, right, right. Um, that's my current setup right now, yeah. Hmm. yeah. If someone's just getting started, what, what would you suggest to them to like start with? Because I think I'm mean, having two cameras is a fucking blessing. Obviously, we can't yeah. always afford it when we're right. getting started. To be honest, they're technology is so good right now mm. the entry-level cameras are really good you know they're not a 5d mark IV, uh you know resolution they're right. not you know a 1dx speed mm-hmm. but if you can make it work at the end of the day when you get to that level of the one to to buy the 1dx mark ii you're you it's you're gonna be so thankful that you learn with that before you got to like right. i've seen some kids legit like show up they're like oh this is my second show and i look i'm like you you have like a hundred grand worth of gear, right? And you can bear, like you you're asking me how to like turn this on. And yeah. Like, like what are you what are you doing? Like go Fuck. learn something else before right. you do that. Um, and I try to like I I, I hate being that guy because I hate guys that do this. Like I, I I it's a strong word, but I should say dislike maybe guys who don't help younger younger photographers. Yeah. Like I've seen I've actually seen it in person. Like a kid go up to a guy and the guy's like, bro, I got I don't have time, and I just sit there like ah like. Mm, the you, that was just your chance. Like, yeah, like all you had to do was just say a nice word, right? And you would have made his entire day. And now he no longer looks up to you. No, now he's just pissed off, and right. he's probably gonna steal your clients. Yeah, you know? fuck, <laughs> fuck up me. your whole shit in a year <laughs> and a half. Yeah, <laughs> remember me? Because you know what? He's gonna get good at some point. Yes, yeah. And, and more often than not, he's gonna come after you. Right. And to me, it's Damn. like I, I rather teach. I rather encourage his kids. I'm like, even if like in my head, I'm like. Why, why are you doing this in the end <laughs> uh, I'd rather them have the knowledge right. right then and there and for them to use that knowledge and I always tell them I was like whatever advice I give you at some point in your career you're going to get to here mm. and somebody else is going to come and ask you for advice and you're going to probably most likely give them the advice I give you but don't ever hold back right. my advice I give you it's free it's right. for you to share that yes. share it with whoever pass it forward this is not for you to own yep. and I always leave it like that and it's like a little serious conversation after like we've been having fun and yeah, laughing yeah. I'm like listen no, no, here no, man listen. you gotta <laughs> pass, it, pass it shit forward right. like, 
share it you know that's why that's why i started this motherfucker because yeah. i'm like yo it's there's too many people that have questions you know what yeah. i mean and it's like i mean even for me like i again like i like i said like looking at the interviews and so the adam interview where i was like i don't know him personally I, we've never met ever we never like crossed paths yeah but i can appreciate his come up i can appreciate his hustle fuck I mean, like you said, like he was doing groceries. He was working like, in grocery, well, right, like, bro. And he was like, it just hit it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like to him to be like, you know what? Yes, I reply to this, and yes, I do this, and yes, I do that. And explaining all this stuff to me it was like, you know, when like the the crew thing. I'm like, this is things that people like like to hear, like yeah. should like to hear. They, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's super important. I appreciate you being able to come up here and like. No, no thanks for having me. You no. start a podcast, bro. Just start doing. <laughs> Everybody from, keeps saying I was from like, oh, the so. jet. Call it that from the jet. <laughs> I recently did a, a store a Instagram live where I don't know even know why I was doing it. I was I was with Chris Yoder. Yeah, yeah. In his hotel room, and I like to bug him, put him on live because he doesn't like that. Right. And he's reluctantly. I was in his bed in his hotel room, and I was just like, hey, we have here Chris, and I don't know why I was like, hey, this is da, 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 da. welcome to our show. And it's like, obviously, I was just kidding around. And You're afterwards, like, we're like, I got DMs were like, yo, can you do that again? That was awesome. I was like, oh, that's all tight. right, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, well, dude, <laughs> we'll see. Turn it, if it's IG, let me tell you this. If you can get away without having to do all this shit and you <laughs> no, can just play is- it on IG live, you're killing it. Yeah, but my arm is getting tired. You uh, could get definitely a selfie tell stick. I got, like, shaky. <laughs> get a tripod <laughs> some shit. Um, Chris Yoder is a fucking beast, bro. Yeah. He, I met him. So he, I when I was in Iowa, one of my homies from Iowa moved to Chicago, and they yeah. both started, like, doing all the Chicago shows yeah, and yeah. shit. And, he, I mean, he's gone. He's crazy. H- yeah, his shit was nuts. All the stuff he did with Carnage, back those those yeah. recaps were fucking... Cinematics. Right, cinematic. It's super he cinematic. Brought, he brought that look to the EDM world, you know, that was, like, so original that mm-hmm. you started seeing everybody start copying, like, yeah. immediately. Oh, I like, loved it. You saw all the copycats, and yeah. it was like... And I, I, he doesn't he's a guy who doesn't like to take the accolade but he definitely should it's like, should. Bro, like you've you've done more for that and for at least edm industry than you give yourself credit for right you know i him and i started around the same time but we didn't get to know each other till like later on mm-hmm. in our careers obviously i knew him from carnage obviously he, he knew me from other stuff but we never crossed path and then finally we did a tour which is a chain smoker store together it was the first time we worked together and it's like like dude like you you need to you know, like take that credit yeah you know, like and he'll and he's always like nah nah like, reserved uh, yeah yeah right which is dope i mean yeah. I, I can appreciate that but i mean he's he's a beast super beast yeah damn um fuck man this is a great interview i appreciate <laughs> it i'm like i don't know i'm just, telling you i was i was hyped to do this were you yeah at the moment uh it was brought up to me i was like 100 percent. and I, there was like a period of time when uh Cass was trying to like figure things out and i'm like can you just get it done? Like, can you just give me a yes? Can yes. You, when is it a yes? Damn, it just like, ain't that hard to get on this <laughs> motherfucker. Like, shit. It's, I, oh. it's the only people I say or I don't even answer are just like the kids that are on the DMs that are like, oh, yeah. hey man, can I get on? How much does it cost to get on the podcast? I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> well, how much a, a million dollars? <laughs> a lot of money. It costs yeah. nothing, bro. Yeah. As long as you got fucking yeah. advice. Yeah, and that's when like uh, I I saw I resaw that because I, I remember I was like, wait, I remember. Dusty being here and I was like hey man like how was that experience and he was like what you haven't done it I was like no that's what I'm at like you know and it's yeah. like I got it, I, like that. I, got I, it. Like, I got it I got it I like that it's just assumed that people are like on it like <laughs> yeah. you haven't done it yet what the hell everyone's yeah. done it yeah. that's goals that's what we're trying to do get everybody on here oh, yeah. no, that's fun but um, alright so I have uh, um, we do a Patreon only Q, Q&A experience yeah. so I'll, I'm gonna ask a couple of their questions but um I just want to thank you, bro. This no, show is fucking awesome. Me, what a hell of like a intro into this shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's cool because I 
the only other photographer that I know that's in that circuit of festivals is like Greg Noir. Yeah, know, yeah, Greg? yeah. Oh, he, he, you well, need to have him on. I, we're very every time yeah, it's yeah. like in and out, in and out, in and out, and then yeah. we're like, uh. him, him, and I just recently met at Lollapalooza, oh, Chicago. Really? Yeah, it's the first time I met him. Yeah, Greg's a beast. But, but we have mutual uh, friends because. Um, uh, oh, I forget what her title is. I think she's a backstage coordinator. Okay. Uh, for Childish Gambino, she's mm-hmm. also now our backstage coordinator. Oh, shit. so obviously I've always known of Greg because yeah. of her, and um, she like linked us up when we were in Lollapalooza because he was shooting our stage as well. He was right. he was assigned to our stage. Right. So I was like, hey man, like this is what happens during yeah, the show. Yeah, give him all the tips. And I'm like, I'm like, man, like he was like, man, I like your stuff. I was like, bro, I, I love your stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're doing man, crazy stuff. So. He's so nuts. Yeah, yeah. His Gambino work was off the chain, but just the way he handles festivals. Yeah. We were gonna do, we tried to do an interview at our at our hotels in Coachella yeah. when we were there, but it was like. Oh, it, dude, it's just you know, yeah, yeah. It, like, can you imagine me trying to do this with you in the middle of that <laughs> shit? I don't know what I was thinking. Um, all right, so here, so I basically we have a Patreon account where like people can yeah. support us on there or whatever, so they get to ask questions. So I'm gonna fire off a couple questions for you, um, Nicholas. He said, and maybe we went over some of these, but you can just give your yeah. best advice. Uh, Nicholas Glassberg. Also, I fuck up everyone's last name and first name. Your best tips for a concert photographer who aspires to get to tour someday. Best tip, get off the stage. Go photograph everything else that's happening during the show. Your artist is going to appreciate that so much more than 50 photos of the back of his head Mm. or 50 photos of his face. Right. You know, he's going to be like, this is a crazy show we just put on. Mm. I got this. You know, they don't get to see it. You know, they're on stage. Their concentration is somewhere else. Right. Show them how crazy that show was and they're going to appreciate it much more. It's true. I think it's also funny because a lot of photographers, videographers don't, they don't get to see that view. So yeah. they're like, oh my God, fucking, this is what 100,000 people look like yeah. the whole time. It's like, yo, they look at that shit every single yeah, night. I like, yeah. I, and I, I have my my way how I do Like I map things out before mm-hmm. a show. I'm like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes here. Then I'm going to walk and it's going to take me 10 minutes. I'm going to shoot for the next 10 minutes here and 12 minutes here. Right. And by the, end of, by the end of how I map it out, we have an hour and a half mm. and it's done. You ever feel like super athletic because you have to like jump over fences and shit? I've always loved that stuff where I'm like, fuck, I gotta get over this shit. Move out of the way. Man, maybe a little bit now that I've lost a little weight, yeah. but it's like, before it was like sluggish. It was yeah. like, all right, well, we gotta, we gotta yeah. go get there. 10 minutes to get yeah. over there. <laughs> it's like across the stage. Yeah. Um, all right, Daniel Thompson says, do you think it's harder nowadays to get into this industry? How do you differentiate uh, yourself in a saturated field? How you stand out in a saturated field? The best way... And I'll say this because it's it, it's one of my favorite posts. Um, effort. Mm. It's a simple word. Artists like effort. Why? Because they put in a lot of effort to get to where they are. And if they're going to have a photographer who's just going to joke around and think it's a game, you're going to be treated as such. Yeah. And I, I, the reason why I say that is uh, my, uh, Drew and Alex, Jane Smokers, they did a post when we were in Australia where they were like, you know, we had, we had some time off. Like we hadn't shot in maybe like a month or two. And I was so hyped to get to this to this show to this festival, and I, I like before the show I was like I'm about to crush this this show. Yeah, I've been dying to shoot the show, and deliver the photos, everything, and they they didn't have to do this, but they did it. They were like, we're thankful for Danilo because he, you know, that we have a photographer who puts in as much effort into his work as we do into ours, and it I I screenshotted that and I put it sometimes I'm like on my Insta story I was like effort just just go out there you right. know like you want to be different it's hard to be original nowadays because mm-hmm. everything it, there's a lot there's a lot of work there's yeah. a lot of people doing new things and it's that gets copy and it's just very hard 
but you want to be different than anybody else put in the work put in the effort show that you're there to work i love that yeah Will you send me that screenshot? <laughs> I will. I'm gonna put that over the shit. Um, all right, last question. Kaiser says shooting country music in the creative community is almost seen as taboo. What are some ways that you create and make it interesting and stand out amongst other genres like EDM, for example? I didn't know it was taboo. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, he he. I specifically know who he is, and he shoots primarily all country music. I think maybe it's taboo because he's in Black Widow Cream, which is primarily all fucking hip hop and ah, okay. shit like that. So maybe it feels like that in the community, which is Dude, interesting. I, I tell people country music festival shows they are amazing yeah go shoot it you're gonna have an incredible time they got all the baddest chicks in the crowd if you're trying to see some good crowd shots all so, the girls go to country shows if you're trying to find a girlfriend <laughs> go to country shows yo. Southern, southern girls <laughs> man yo i'm telling you when florida georgia line comes to iowa goes to my university where i went to school it's over with for those, the town. Those, those it's are some wise booty words. shorts and fucking <laughs> boots and all that shit and these yeah. dudes are up here they Shout out to fucking Florida Georgia Line. Hell yeah, pulling that. But up. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What was the question again? Uh, like something he about said. How, how do you make it interesting or stand out? I think. Oh. I mean, you already explained it. It's like you came in and did what you were doing for EDM, but yeah. brought it to the and country world. Don't overthink it. To be honest, mm. uh, just with anything. Like even if I went into a hip hop show, I wouldn't overthink it. I, yeah. I would. I always tell guys like they're like nervous to do their first tour. They're like, I always get the DMs like. Oh my God, like, thank you for the advice. This is my first tour, but I'm super nervous. I don't know what to do. Da, da. And I always tell them, why are you worried? 50% of the job is already done. You're right. there. Yeah, you, you got, got hired. Yeah. What you got hired for? Do that. Do that. <laughs> do that's that. that. That's that. <laughs> so that's it. And true. it's like, you know, like, I'm like, first take a deep breath mm. and then just go do what you do. It got you there. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. No, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I almost forgot. Damn. So I always tell everyone yeah. at the end of the podcast, you probably heard it on Adams and shit like that and Dusty's. Um, I'm going to let you pick a hashtag. Okay. I'm telling everyone to go to your Instagram and okay. tag me on that shit, right? right. They're going to put at Ben Rovers World and they're going to put this hashtag. All right. Um, Ooh. You can choose anything you want. All right. I got it. I got it. I'm going to use uh, the hashtag we use. So hashtag team content. Team content. Use it for everybody. Not right. just us. There we go. All right. Cool. What's your Instagram? at Danilo Lewis. There we go. Go there, drop that shit. Um, damn, man. Yeah, you got, you've been killing it. Is there anything else you want to plug? No. No? Plug. Just wanted That's to it? be here. I wanted to chat. You want to put your Venmo account out there so people <laughs> send you money for this fucking fire knowledge? Uh, damn, we should start doing that, Dave. We should start be like, all right, his Venmo is this. Right here, right here. You can thank him that way. Um, or just hit us on Patreon. Um, all right, do, man. Do that. Yeah, do that. Because yeah, I, I like this podcast, so no, go do that. Thank you. I, I want to see more it. of this podcast. Thank so. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I legit was like editing photos the other day uh, with the podcast in my ears. Hey. Because I was I, I needed to edit so I couldn't watch it. Right. So I just, I just put it in there and I... I spent like three hours through like just banging out. Fucking I did like I think two morning rows and I, uh, the Zoe. Um, yeah. What's her name? Rain. Rain. Zoe yeah. Rain. Like her interview. Hard. I was like, oh, and then I was like, I'm done editing. I was like, oh wow, this went really quick. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking will binge some podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's you can just fly through shit, but it's like, yeah. I think it's such a slept on tool, and, and yeah. we just had a conversation about this in our community, yeah. and I was like, yo, what? You know, why? Who's listening to it? And if you're not, why not? Yeah. And people are like, man, I just don't have much time, and I'm like some people are like I'm too busy creating I'm like that's <laughs> that is not true because I am too, too and busy I living st life. still am like going to the resources this way yeah. like you have to carve out time but it's like god damn yeah. these shits everything you just said yeah. you know how many people are gonna listen to this and be like fuck I need to get off the stage and they yeah. might not ever have thought about that but they just listen to one podcast episode and it changed the shit I hope so and then times a hundred like yeah. anyways alright um, how do you wanna end this we can end it however you want 
<laughs> we're just put out the peace signs. <laughs> All right, we out. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Boom. That's it. Thank you for listening to this episode with Danilo Lewis. Make sure to follow him on all social platforms. And if you guys want to be able to ask our uh, people that we interview questions, you want to get a part of that Q&A experience, you need to join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Black Window Cream. When you become a homie, you get to ask any of our guests questions. I let you know before I interview them and, and we make sure we add space for them to be uh, lit up with questions by you guys. So if you want to do that, patreon.com slash black window cream. Um, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. This one was amazing. Glad you guys are listening. Please leave us comments and let us know how we did. Anything that sticks out to you, we'd love to know and make sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you're listening to it on iTunes, you should just go over to YouTube and subscribe to us anyway because we drop fucking banger videos like the behind the scenes content that we do in the, in the, in the field episodes. Start looking at that playlist. I suggest it to you if you're a creator. Check it out. All right, cool. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Peace.